You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Welcome, everyone, to yet another edition of Everyday Attraction with your feel-good sisters. This is Ray. And this is Heather. And we've got our arms up. Everyone, arms up, down, down the roller coaster. Whee! Here we go. <laughs> We are happy that you are here with us, you leading edge creators, you mystical, magical, divine beings, having your time on the planet. Anyone having any contrast? Raise your hands. Me. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> and we adore contrast. And that is going to be the real focus of our podcast today, of our show today, is embracing the contrast in perhaps a new way, a more significant way than you've heard before, that you have come here for the pushing up against and releasing. And if you are here for the first time, we welcome you to the show. We are what we consider leading edge discussion about the metaphysical, the non-physical, the law of attraction, but really we're on a joy fact finding. Where can we squeeze more marrow out of our experience? And the contrast gives us clarity about what we do want. And that is our mission. That is part of the roller coaster. Here we go. Whee! Down the roller coaster. But you're in a safe car and a safe ride and divine beings and great, great energy surround you for what's next, what's next. And we, um, of course, love the Abrahams. I have to tell you, I spent, I was, I was with Abraham on Saturday. They were here in my town. And let me tell you what joy, what rapture to spend a few hours with our Esther Hicks and uh, anyone who is not familiar with them. They are at um, abraham-hicks.com. But it was so good, Heather, to be with them. And of course, you know, always leading edge uh, conversation. And perhaps on our show next week, I'll bring my notes from what they talked about and we can dive a little deeper. But really, they talked a lot about being in the receptive mode, to be in, in the, the receiving mode. And one of the aha moments for me was they said, you think you think thoughts, you think you think thoughts, but really you only receive them depending on where your vibration is. And maybe they've said that before, but that was kind of the first time I heard it, that we're really kind of these receiving mechanisms. And depending on where our energy is and our vibration, it's what we pick up on that is kind of out there. Uh, it's not interesting. So where are we receiving them from? Like 
their thought by some place else. Well, every thought that's ever been thought is still in the energy ethers, is still hanging with us. And, um, And we tap into that and our brains tap into them. And there's actually a lot of science that is looking at this too, that our brains are actually not holding memories, but uh, are receiving memories from from outside of us. It's kind of this wild realization that we're like little TV antennas, and we're picking up on vibration, and we're feeling as if it's unique to us, but perhaps we are tapping into that which already is, that which is either in or out of the vortex, as they like to say. So I I just started to say, well, maybe I just want to hone my TV antennas, my receiving antennas, and be more open to receiving brilliance and intuition and go here, go there and stop trying to do it myself. Stop trying to generate the positive emotion and try just to kind of be that open mechanism, you know? Well, I had, this is off topic from our um, podcast topic, but I had a client Um, picking up the energy from somebody else. And I said, I asked this question. I said, is that your thought? And he's like, no. And I, and I didn't, I don't think we need to go into whose it is because it doesn't really matter. But if it's not ours, then we can just let it go. But he ended up thinking a thought from someone else and we were able to put together who it was. And it was this really huge thing about trauma. And it was, it cleared the trauma almost instantly just by the answer is, is that your thought? And he said, no, it's not. And I was like, wow. So that's always a great, because for me, I'm, I'm always a scientist and experimenter in my own, this thing called life, you know? Um, so if I ask myself the question, is that mine? Because I, I love Kate, uh, Byron Katie, the work. And so her first question is, is it true? But my first question is, is it mine? And then if it's mine, is it true? But if it's not mine, I don't care if it's true or not, because it's not mine. Well, what's interesting is they're kind of kicking it even more esoteric. They're saying none of it's yours. And then you can tap in wherever you want and make it your own. In other words, if you want to tap into a high vibration, you can make that your own. So really what we want to own is the high vibration, not the lower vibration all the time. Now we're, we're going to talk about the low vibration, the contrast, the stuff that goes wrong, the difficult thoughts, the negative emotion. We don't want to push against that. We just don't want to live there. And so really what they said is you're, you're kind of this blank slate and you're tapping into thought forms that are becoming you. And then you're pulling those thoughts into things. So you're like this kind of big divine receiver and you can decide that this negative thought form is yours and make it your own and live out that experience or not. And I really felt like, wow, we can just plug ourselves in wherever it feels good and plug out where it doesn't and that we are not um, really owning any of this, that it's moving through us as us through this divinity. And sure, there are lower energies. They don't they're not that powerful, but you certainly can live there um, or you can unplug and plug into a higher. So I think for what I'm what I'm feeling is I want to claim as my own the higher vibration and then when something, when I plug into something lower, I want to go, ooh, this isn't mine because this is not how I roll. Do you know what I mean? I think you're talking about emotion and I'm talking about the actual thought itself, like think the thought and then feel the feeling. And so we're, we might be talking about the same thing from the different angle. But like if my thought is I am tired because I'm feeling tired, I would say, yes, that's my thought. You know, even though somebody else has thought I'm tired before. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of interesting to see that there's probably a lot more freedom and a lot more room that we can take advantage of, that we can move oh, and absolutely. shift. Yeah. I mean, if, 
if you think about the thing they say we use only 10% of our brains at the most, there's always a lot more room because that's, that's our brain. There's more, our brain is the small, small part of us, even though we think it's the largest part of us, our spirit is way larger, (laughs) way larger. And we can tap into things so we can tap into high energy. We can decide to shift and move. But I think it's like, I, I got this visual of sort of having, um, a, a cord at the end of my hand, you know, like an electrical cord, and I'm plugging it into different thought forms. And I'm plugging into this one. I'm like, ooh, no, that doesn't feel good. Unplug. <laughs> mm, where do I want to go now? Ooh, that feels good. So I, I kind of like this idea of having more freedom, which is really what I love, right? We, we love the idea that we have the freedom to unplug and to say and to do something different, that we're not stuck in a momentum that can feel overwhelming, that can feel like... Yeah. It, you know, that we can't get out of it, but we can. And and there is a shift and a focus and a beauty to this energy field that the more we know about it. So, you know, to to our theme today, really this idea that um, we're not here, we're not here to feather anyone's nest. And that was something that was spoken about at a recent Abraham workshop where a guy sat in a chair and, you know, and he was really determined to be like the best father he could be for his children and never be angry and never have a harsh word or never say anything negative. And although the intention is lovely and heartfelt, it's really not realistic, nor is it good for him or his children. And I think that is an interesting topic because oftentimes as parents, we do feel like we're here to make our life easier, to make our children's lives easier. Or we, yeah, so we think, right? Or so we think. And let's get into the mechanics of that. So, you know, and we'll play a little bit of this track in a minute, but we'll set you up to say, you know, basically Abraham was was saying, if, if you're trying to be perfect and you're trying to be this pure positive energy, then you make your children and your husband and your boss and anyone else fill in the blank, dependent on you to feel better. Oh, heck no. (laughs) Thank you very much, but no, thank you. And that's a trap, right? Well, I think that has to do with these, you know, these expectations that we think we have as becoming parents or becoming an employee or becoming a boss or becoming a whatever. We, We have this, what would you call it a societal expectation or what we think we think we're expected to do? Yeah, for our survival. For our survival. But we're not here to survive. We're here for thriving. Amen. Amen. And so would we try to twist and pretzel ourselves in order to be perfect for others or to feather their nest? We end up, it ends up backfiring. It ends up backfiring for ourselves because we don't get the delicious ride of contrast. We don't get the clarity that comes from things going wrong. So we get really, really clear on things going right and the rockets of desire and all that stuff. So we rob ourselves of that gorgeous experience. But more importantly, if not more more clearly understood, is that we then make our loved ones dependent on us. And that is the worst feeling, to feel like you have to be dependent on someone else in order to find your way. And it's not the truth. And so we got to get comfortable with letting our kids and our loved ones find their own way and let them move through the contrast without trying to helicopter helicopter parent and and fluffy stepping stone kind of procedure here it's so funny in in that dependence um i hear the word addiction it's like i don't need my kids addicted to me i already have (laughs) (laughs) you have enough addicts on your hand (laughs) i have enough 
It's awesome. I love this. Birdies fly, fly out of the nest. Yes, if you fall, you will you will be healed at some point. You'll you'll. Um, it's kind of like when you get sick, your immune system weakens, kind of thing. Exactly, but strengthen, strengthen. Sorry. Yes, strengthens, and it's exactly like that. I mean, in order to build muscle, what do you have to do? You have to break it down. Muscle gets break it down. You break it down. When muscle gets broken down through weightlifting or whatever, then it builds itself up stronger. And I think that we need to allow uh, others in our lives to to have their breakdown, quote unquote, um, and let them go through the process. And I know that's really, really hard for parents to hear. But let's play a little bit of this track so you get a flavor of what the Abrahams are saying and how we're kind of um, trying to understand that in an everyday way. Here we go. And what I want to talk about is I'm tuned in and keep putting forward into my life. I'm going to pick a a specific example. I want to be the dad to my kids that they remember as calm, peaceful, without yelling and temper and things like that. Next. I am getting better. However, I want to go further. We have a couple of questions for you. We will hear you fully. But are you saying to us that you want to behave in such a way, giving them no contrast that has anything to do with you, so that they never have to make any adjustments of their own? You're putting it all on you. You're wanting to feather their nest in a way that they don't ever have any reason to have any response or reaction to you do you want to be so in alignment that they could in fact replace their relationship with their inner being with you dad's so wise and dad will know what to do dad's always got it together so they never have to reach for any alignment because dad's got it covered Because that's what we think we heard you say. (laughs) I'm not sure I understood everything you just told me. (laughs) Well, we know the reason that we want you to be calm and measured and aligned is because that's you closing your gap and that's you being in alignment with who you are and that is you broadcasting an opinion an attitude a perspective the same as your inner being does and that is very good for people around you but we don't want you to be hard on yourself for this reason if you have what you might think is the good fortune of being a child or a student or a spouse or a partner to someone who is always tuned in, tapped in, turned on. And so they're always, whenever they hold you as their object of attention, they're always flowing pure positive energy all over you. If you want to do that for the alignment that it provides for you, it's a wonderful thing. But if you are doing it because you're wanting to affect the relationship that somebody else has, here's what goes a little screwy with that. You could be so lovely. You could meditate before you enter the family in the morning. You could be so aware of the way you feel and you could utilize your guidance so effectively and when you feel yourself drifting from it, you could make yourself scarce, you could go away so that 100% of the time they only receive from you 
that flowing of pure positive energy. But often what that would cause to happen in them is they would simply then desire or maybe even require that everybody else be just like you. So they would have no sea legs of their own. They would have no resiliency of their own. They would have no stability of their own. If you seek to be the stability in someone's life, they need you up close. And so sometimes we say to someone who is wanting that from someone that it's not a good idea because you're looking for love in all the wrong places. But we also say to those of you who are wanting to be that for other people, you are setting them up sometimes for not understanding where their true connection comes from. We would rather hear you say, I'm really happy, I love being with my family, they love being with me, and we mix it up and we have some negative moments and we have some positive moments and we all know which are which and we strive to feel good, but none of us gets freaked out when someone's not in perfect alignment because we're not holding anyone to those standards that don't allow us to grow. Amen, feel good, sister. Yay. <laughs> we don't have to be perfect. Oh, what a relief, right? <laughs> and not only do we not have to be perfect, we kind of mess up others when we try. Yeah, I love that because it just gives my myself permission also to get not get mad at my kids when they have a temper tantrum, right? That's the other piece of it. <laughs> exactly. And then not feel guilty when you do, you know, when you lose your, because I've lost it, right? And you just be like, well, I lose it all the time. <laughs> here's to losing it. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's one of those things where you have the sort of metaphysical guilt stuff and enough of that because the clarity is we're all doing the best that we can. But what what we really want is we don't want us to be a replacement for other people's focus, which should be to their own internal knowing, to their own internal being. So now if you want to be pure positive energy and light and love for yourself, hey, go for it. Two thumbs up. We're right there with you, baby. Yeah. But most of the time we're trying to be that for others and um, and we cause in them a desire. Here's the other thing that was such an important takeaway. We, we're, now they're going to go expecting that from others in the world. And, you know, they ain't going to find that. Yeah. And then, you know, that's that's already happened in my family. <laughs> no, I, I was joking about <laughs> about uh, losing it all the time. I used to lose it all the time. Now I use it so I lose it so infrequently that the last time I lost it both my kids started to cry and the way I lost it was so minor. I was like, "Whoa, what's going on here? I clearly haven't lost it enough lately because they're crying over <laughs> a raised voice of speaking saying something like I need more communication." So it was really interesting that I got the clarity that I need to lose it more often. <laughs> yes, so they can build so muscle. Taking their kids a bit. <laughs> so they build their muscle. <laughs> they build their own sea legs. I love that that they really need their own their, their and if we truly love them, which we do. We want them to have their own sea legs. We want them to be able to understand that this the world is a contrasty, smelly, <laughs> differential place. Not to say we can't create some beautiful experiences and that's the fun of it, but it is that contrast. And when we set them up to have 
a feathered nest, we do actually make it harder for them when they encounter the the reality of contrast on the planet. We they they don't have the strength, and so. I think in little ways, we don't want to shove them off the cliff, for God's sakes, but we want to be able in small ways to give them opportunities to soothe themselves, to go inside, to choose their own focus. And all of this is is really brilliant because then no matter where they go, they'll find their way. Um, And don't we all want to know our true connection, our true connection to Uh, the source within us to the infinite intelligence there's nothing more exquisite than being on this planet with all the contrast and yet you are connected and I'm seeing that beautiful gold cord that comes from the top of our head to that which is (laughs) divine We're, we're kind of truly fueled and connected by that broader consciousness and it is um it's it's not fair for us to to deprive them of the contrast. <laughs> right. And, and the other thing that I noticed when I was younger and also a client just told me the other day is that I mistakenly looked at my parent as source. And we don't want to confuse our kids and have them think that we are source. We are not their source. And that's a tough one because we set up looking like their source, right? Because... In the early days, we're feeding them and (laughs) caring for them. And it really makes sense that that it looks like we are their source. Um, But I also want to kind of broaden this conversation to talk about not feathering our spouse's uh, nest or our boyfriend or girlfriend's nest, not feathering our boss's nest, uh, which is a big one because you think that's what you're here to do. That's what you're getting paid for. Um, but I do think that we can expand this conversation to allow people to have their experience and not, uh, and, and I, I don't want to say this is a women, a woman's issue, but I know that women tend to want to do this and make it better at their own sacrifice. And I think if we get clear that when we are going around trying to um, muffle the contrast, if you will, for other people, that we lose our own clarity. Well, one of the things that I like to do to ask myself a question is what am I not wanting here? And then what is it I am wanting? And so a lot of times I think asking my kids or my boss or my partner, you know, what is it that you're not wanting here? And what is it that you are wanting? And that to me is the easiest way to remember how to check ourselves because I, I used to get so stuck in the don't want that I couldn't even see the do want. It was too far away. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important one because once we get a clarity of what we do want, then we can fully focus and pivot all of our attention in that feel-good realm and feeling it first and all of the kind of tools and techniques that these beautiful teachers have taught us is that once you get a bead on the clarity of what you do want, now you want to put all of your energy into experiencing that, thinking about that, feeling that, and bringing it into the physical because of that plugging in to the do want, pl- taking that cord and plugging right into the do want. Uh, and it, it's it's an extraordinary experience. And, and, and I think what I took away from this track as it, as it continues to unfold is there can continual focus on the fact that we need to embrace contrast, maybe in ways that we've never done before, from the minute details of things that go quote unquote wrong, to the larger, bigger, you know, meta issues that we're dealing with on the planet, that we have to trust that contrast. And we have to know that divine being, divine consciousness, the the wise of 
is actually pulling us through that. Come this way, come this way, come this way. And that through that experience, our expansion is guaranteed. And, and again, we're not here for the expansion and the learning, but the joy is on the other side of that too. When we learn that everything is okay, that we can relax even in the midst of the storm. I'm here for the expansion and the learning. To me, that is joy. That is part of the joy. <laughs> the surprise and delight of it all. Like, ooh, I wonder what's coming next. But it, I think it's just really good to get out of our own judgment of I'm doing it right or wrong. I have to I have to protect these people or I have to stay in looking at the don't want. And none of that is true. Well, there is nothing that, that we have to do, obviously. We don't have to do anything. Um, but just, just allow ourselves to follow our own guidance and I think not worry so much about what we think other people are thinking about us. Exactly. <laughs> like, and what is this mom to think if I just tell my kid, oh, you're, you know, you'll figure it out. You don't need me. <laughs> Leave, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it gives us an opportunity to be real because a lot yeah. of us on this spiritual journey, you know, that we're all trying to really tap into our internal life and our broader connection, we we kind of get to the point where it's not okay for us to, you know, be ugly or to be angry or to say a foul word or, you know, we get to this sort of place of putting standards on ourselves that, oh, if we were really tapped in, you know, we wouldn't have that ugly thought or we wouldn't have that experience. But we really want to be real and know that a spiritual journey is is like labor it's messy and we're going to get it wrong most of the time and that's okay not only is that okay that's perfect right place right time right place right time you just actually i thought of something it's interesting because a lot of the times the kids are um there's this whole anti-bullying campaign there's lots of bullying going on and so what you're saying is bullies are here for our benefit and it's all good that's wild i mean that's like flip side living don't tell your neighbors <laughs> do you know what i mean i mean this is really advanced metaphysics but that <laughs> there is this idea that when we try to not have any contrast and no uh, controversial subjects and, you know, keep it all PC, then no one really is having a, a joyful experience through the expansion of their broader knowing. It, it is a very interesting look underneath what's happening. And But what we want to say as we conclude our time together today is there's an opportunity to deeply relax and let go of trying to control what's happening and trusting in that unfolding that not only is there something brilliant for you in the experience of things being uh, messy, but that there is a genius unfolding in everyone you know to really see the divine working through them as them and to give them the credit that they are as connected as you, even though they might be out picturing disconnection. And I think that's, we can really, I want to do like a belly relax, like a, ah, oh, like it's okay what we're going through as a society and as an individual. And we want to be able to use our metaphysical mechanics through the contrast, not try to avoid the road more traveled, I should say. We want to be on the road more traveled so that we can experience that, which is very different than so much of what we have um, learned before. So thank you, Heather, for being on this very leading edge 
metaphysical porch as we talk about concepts and tools and these gorgeous bits of wisdom that we're getting from the Abrahams. If you're more interested to hear what Abraham has to say, go to abraham-hicks.com and try to catch a workshop or better yet, get on one of their cruises. Um, but until we meet next time, we hope that you've heard something today that will give you some relief, give you some joy and give you, I put a smile on your face knowing that all is truly well. And as we say on every show, feel, feel good, good sister. sister and brothers. Talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world.